everybody welcome to the 337th edition of the holy backboard podcast i am dustin here in rip city and i got my man sage chilling live and direct ready to talk about a uh, new concept uh, uh, a fan submitted some questions that we really wanted to talk about and really uh give our give our opinions on and some new news happened with the blazers so we're here to talk about it yeah, so the, the episode in question was uh, the Rip City Reality Check, episode, episode 335, uh, really breaking down Portland's options, the, the somewhat limited options they have at trying to build an instant contender over the next one to two seasons, uh, given the timeline of Damian Lillard, who is turning 33 uh, later on this, this summer. And we received a, a couple of questions. Uh, from someone on Twitter, and I apologize if I butcher the handle, uh, but it is at GN Stoymanov. So uh, he said the last episode was on point and really put some context around the Damian Lillard situation. Given I haven't seen any mailbag callouts, I was eager to ask both of you uh, a couple of things. The first one is assuming you trade Damian Lillard for young prospects and picks. Would you either take, and he lists, these are the three scenarios. A, from the Brooklyn Nets, Nick Claxton, Cam Thomas, Dayron Sharp. Uh, the picks that they have received from, from Houston and Phoenix over the course of those trades uh, previously with the, the, the Nets uh, getting Harden, giving, yes, trading Harden uh, to... Yeah, excuse me, the Philadelphia picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They gave their picks to Brooklyn. They gave their picks to Houston. So Brooklyn has been in a lot of trades. So they they have picks. Some and of them Dallas are there. too. And Dallas, yes, Kyrie. You're absolutely correct. Obviously, Ben Simmons would have to be involved from a salary perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So there's that from the Brooklyn Nets. B from the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh Tyrese Maxey, Jaden Springer. Uh, picks and swaps also Tobias Harris from a contract yeah. uh, standpoint and then C from the New York Knicks Mitchell Robinson Obi type Obi Toppin Quentin Grimes picks and swaps um I would preface all of this by by saying I, I don't think any of those would be desirable trade returns if you're looking to trade Damian Lillard yes he's 32 yes he is still signed through the 2025. Uh, season but he has just such a massive contract he is still i think a top 10 player in this league but i think the shelf life on that elite level of basketball is maybe one to two more seasons just if we're looking at a player like chris paul uh, as a guideline where cp3 is turning 38 this year and you've really seen a drop off not only this year but the past year so you think like 35 36 is right when dame's probably really going to start seeing a drop just especially considering the amount of stress he's had in his body. He's carried this franchise. I know he's incredibly durable, but realistically, if, if we're just you know removing the glasses, one to two more dominant years. So that limits, I think, where Portland could go with Dame. Also, you have to look at it from a positional standpoint. Outside of center, 
I think point guard is probably the easiest position to find success in the league. And you, you see every team is littered with a star guard, maybe not of the quality of a Damian Lillard. Yeah. Maybe not the quality of a Damian Lillard, but even look at Denver. Like they they're probably really happy with Jamal Murray right now. And he's not even close to an all-star in the West, but that's how good the talent level of the point guard position is in, in the league. So I think Portland only moves Dame if he asks out, right? I, I don't think that they're going to move him. Um, maybe Portland lands the number one pick and they say, we're taking Victor Wembanyama, And he says, I just, I can't do it. You got to trade me. I think it's going to be difficult to find him a home, especially if you have another point guard like, like Trey Young, who could be on the market because that the, the reports came out that said the ownership is finally willing to listen to a Trey Young uh, centered uh, trade to move him. They obviously they they went all in with Dejounte Murray trading three picks to the Spurs. That didn't really work out. They lost, they lose in six tonight to the Boston Celtics in the first round. They made that Eastern Conference Finals run in 2021, and it's it's just been kind of all turmoil for them. Kind of similar to the Blazers, right? Four years ago, sitting on top of the West, sitting on top of the the Rip City World, and we are farther and further away each and every year from from getting back to to that spot. So if I'm looking at it from that perspective, I would hope the the packages would be a little bit sweeter. Um, none of the packages. So if I, what I'm looking for is I'm looking for future picks, not even for 2023, maybe not even for 2025, but like 27, 29, maybe even 2030, because that's really where I think you're going to start start to see value in terms of what what could become. Like if you, you got, you got a good... picks, mm-hmm. if you can get unprotected picks age six, seven years down the road, like the chance of that being so juicy is something you, like nobody's going to give you an unprotected pick next year or, or this year, right? Because they know what's down the road. But if you're trading Dame, there is a bit of a gamble because you know you're looking for prospects and picks. And people clowned Portland for for getting that. Bucks 2025 pick in the CJ McCollum deal because the the Pelicans ended up making the the plan so it transferred from a lottery pick last year to to a Bucks top four yeah. protected pick in 2025. Look what happened. Nobody would have anticipated. Nobody knows the future. Nobody like Milwaukee absolutely collapsed and, and now they're dealing with an aging core with not many outlets to improve the roster. Giannis is starting to to close in on that 30 year mark mm-hmm. uh, of life and. We don't know how his aid game is going to to age. That pick all of a sudden looks really good, right? Mm-hmm. And you start to get a lot of unprotected picks later on. And you can, if you're if you're building or if the goal is to build around Shaden Sharp and whoever you get at, at this year's draft, which I assume would be the case, you're gonna. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, it, it's just like the Spurs when they're in their dynasty, like, Oh yep. Now we get Kawhi Leonard and the dynasty keeps going, or it's almost like the golden state warriors. They mucked it up, but they, they, they had the number two pick in 2020 and they had uh, two lottery picks in 2021. Like, could you imagine the warriors in their dynasty? If they would have maybe taken Tyrese Halliburton and, or Devin Vassell in, in 2020. And then in oh, 2021 taking for saying, or the mellow ball. Or taking Franz Wagner in 2021 or Josh fucking giddy like the warriors had a chance to really prolong this dynasty that they messed up but they had the chance and if you're able to hit on these late on these 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 future picks 
that that's what you want. So that that's the first thing that I'm looking at because I don't think you're going to get. I just don't think any team that has a young blue chip prospect is really ready to take off and run right now, right? Like all of those teams are in in rebuild mode, and they're not going to. I would like to add though, what you focus on in the early is our own picks. The future stuff is great, but we're going to struggle. So the our picks are going to be very valuable in the future if we hit those those. 2027 picks are going to be the valuable stuff but we i think the the value is our first round picks for the near future and in the future is where we're thinking about the risk management of other teams and so if i'm looking at those packages specifically i would i'm i would lean towards the the sixers because i value tyrese maxi higher than, than any of those those other players I, I also think it's the most uh realistic realistic um i don't think brooklyn's in damian lillard mode i think they're probably going to rebuild and i just don't think the knicks i mean the knicks have jalen brunson i i, I don't think they're what was the package in, for the knicks i was uh, i personally didn't like the ob topic cedric getting that robinson ob top and quentin grimes yeah I, no, I don't i'm not i'm not an rj i'm not an rj barrett guy like I like Maxi. I think Tobias Harris contract will have some value. If you, I mean he's he's a solid he's a solid bet. He'll keep he'll keep you uh, above water. But you know, hopefully that they have some picks. And what I would do is I would get those later picks because you've got a player in Joel Embiid who has had some injury history. Mm-hmm. Like obviously Dame's thirty two. Like James Harden's going to be however old. Uh-huh. Yeah, once those players are on the tail end of their their NBA lifespan, that could be. Top five pick, and, mm-hmm. you can start to, and you could start to have top five picks, like kind of like and what if you, and, yeah. and like you said, Sage, if you do your own homework and you draft well for the Blazers, you could be in a position where maybe you're like the Grizzlies, you're a top perennial top two mm-hmm. team, you're super young, and now you're sitting on these other other teams' top five picks, and you can either draft or you can use those to go all in and get somebody that really fits who you want, and so mm-hmm. Portland would have to play the long game here. And that, I think that's the game that they need to be playing. Um, you you just look at all of the, the teams that go all in. The Cleveland Cavaliers gave up so much in hindsight. Ochai Baji looks really solid. They gave up Lowry Markkinen, who was the most improved player and an all-star. Um, they, they gave up Colin Sexton as well. They gave up a ton of picks. To lose in the first round in five games to the Knicks, like they're no better now than they were last year. The Atlanta Hawks gave up three picks for DeJounte Murray. And again, they're no better now than, than they were last year. And they even had a, a coaching change. Like you see these teams just go all the Clippers go all in for Paul George. And, and I would argue that you know, your picks aside, Shea Gilders Alexander is a better player than Paul George. And they would be better if they just had waited a little bit. I, I know hindsight is 2020 in that specific case, but it just it, it most more times than not, it doesn't work out when you want to go all in. And the cost of acquiring a superstar right now is as high as it has ever been. And teams are going to ask for them, and they're going to say, "Look what Danny Ainge got for Rudy Gobert." That's what we're going to ask for Mikhail Bridges. That's what we're going to ask for Pascal Siakam. Like those GMs, they're going to hold those players, and they're going to wait and see if somebody actually bids that much. And obviously, the Timberwolves are absolutely wrecked for. I think a decade plus for, for that trade. So 
I get I get that Blazer fans are incredibly impatient right now. It's been 23 years since we've had a legit shot at the title. I, I completely understand that. I, I know we have arguably the greatest player in franchise history wanting to win in Portland. I do. But there are things that are holding Portland back from making that dream a reality. And one thing that, that I keep seeing pop up, first of all, Blazer fans, we got to stop with these bad photoshops. We're starting to look like sad Laker fans out here. Like just because a, a player has a bad series, we, we can't keep photoshopping him into a jersey and, and it looking like, uh, you know, a, a fifth grader that we, that, that just, that's, it's Laker fandom 101. But, you know, people are saying, you know, Giannis come to Portland, you know, if, if Portland gets Wimbanyama, the number one pick, would you trade it for Giannis? And the amount of people that I saw say, say yes uh, it was kind of flooring to me. And uh, I'll, I'll say that prior to doing a lot of dive into Victor's game, I would say there were two players that I would I would have been comfortable moving that pick for. Nikola Jokic and Giannis Antetokounmpo. And then, you know, you, you look at it, like obviously the, the Joker, he's so durable. He, he's like Dame. You can count on him. He is the, the greatest modern passing big man in NBA history. He, he does everything that you want. He wouldn't have to be the alpha scorer that, that Dame is. I think he and Dame would just be beautiful basketball uh, playing that, that one five pick and roll. I mean, I yoke Joker throwing lobs to Shaden. Like it, it would be, it would be gorgeous. However, I don't know if Dame's willing to give up the usage rate, bro. Oh, I, I, think, I, think, I think he would. Yeah. However, Joker's been in the league since 2014. Yeah. Like he's been nine years in. Like how? You're already when you get that player in uniform, that clock doesn't magically go back to 2014. Like you only have a finite amount of time with him, and that that same time frame, I think, goes along with a, a Giannis. Any proposal, right? Giannis, Defensive Player of the Year, NBA champion, two-time MVP. I get that. If he becomes a Blazer, none of that matters because he accomplished all of that in Milwaukee. You also have to worry about Giannis. And I look at that last play. So obviously they get upset in five games by the Miami Heat. But Giannis gets the ball. And he's just dribbling with no intention. He had no, nothing he wanted. He almost stumbles. And they end up running out the clock to, 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 to win the game. And, and it's it's a complete disaster. I worry. I love Giannis. He's one of my favorite non-Blazers. He's 28, 29 years old. I worry once he hits 30 and that athleticism starts to drop a bit, how his game is going to age because he's essentially like a 6'10 Russell Westbrook. And I think people might be like thinking that's disrespect. It's not. I think Russ is a, is a, is a, is a, he's, he's a bad dude. Like Russ is, is a badass. He's top 75 player of all time, MVP, average a triple double. Like peak Russ was like nothing we've ever seen. And Giannis is like a 6'10 version of that. But we've seen Russ's game age, and it's aged pretty poorly because he doesn't have a jump shot. Giannis, can't I don't know shoot. about that, but he's, he's still he's still he's so un, he's fast. unreliable at the he's unreliable at the free throw line. He, I don't think he can break some. If once that, that once that athleticism drops, but he's not going to be able. To, I don't his think I don't think Giannis or Zion is someone you want to see at thirty two. I I mean I yeah. don't know if anybody wants to see Zion, <laughs> but yeah. But that's the thing is so you're trading you're trading the number one pick, right? Someone who's 19 who could break the game. I think he's an all-star year one for a player you get maybe two, three years out of. I, I just and LeBron, I think, is 
Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think Le- people say, well, look at LeBron. Well, LeBron has a handle and LeBron has developed a reliable jump shot. Like I'm trusting LeBron to hit any clutch jump shot, right? Like LeBron is LeBron is what Victor v- Wimbanyama could be. Like that's the type of prospect we're talking about. And the last thing I will say on this, the Blazers don't have the contract sage in this in the era of the Supermax. The Blazers do not have the contracts to make it feasibly work. You'd have to give up your best prospect in Anthony Simons and your starting center in Yusuf Nurkic just to make it work. And you're not going to get anything else back from the Bucks. You're not going to get anything else from the Bucks. The Bucks have no picks. They have no young players. And I personally think the number one pick plus Anthony Simons is that's too sweet of a deal. So I say absolutely no to any deals for Victor Wimbanyama. I think Sage, he is that good. You build around him and you reap the rewards of 10 plus 15 years, maybe 10 to 15 years of, of Dom. Like he, would, he literally could be what Chamberlain was. So would you trade Scoot Henderson for, I, I honestly would go top two. Like, it is a very, very select few people that I would trade Scoot Henderson for. Who is I would trade the, Scoot for Giannis and Joker in a heartbeat. Who else? Hmm. We, Anthony we Edwards. Before, I think, no, oh, because you have Shaden Sharp. And I, I'm okay. really high in Shaden Sharp. I think Shaden's your two. So throw all two guards out of the mix. Throw all point guards out of the mix because you clearly have, clearly have Damian Lillard. Um, I, I think Jason Tatum's got to be in that conversation. I think Joel Embiid's got to be in that conversation, but it starts to see. So you've got, I'm, well, we got I'm, questioning, I'm questioning Joel Embiid to be completely real, because he, okay, he but, and that's fair. But it, it's, it's less than a, it's less than five five mm-hmm. players, right? Like it, yeah. it's, a, it's a very small population of of NBA players. Like they have to be young enough in the right position. So, hey, here's the thing, bro. You. And I are in a really specialized field as Blazers fans because we do so much draft content. I don't think the people that are writing the shit about Giannis over Wimbanyana have a huge history of watching college basketball, overtime elites, G League Ignite, or uh, French basketball. They don't. They spend their time watching the NBA game. So. They don't have the education on draft prospects or anything like that. So they're talking about it from an NBA only standpoint. I think that I didn't see it because I was streaming last night, but I would absolutely positively not trade a a top two pick for. It's just those two guys are so franchise changing that I think it'd be foolish to give away a 19 year old superstar center that plays the three or the best point guard in a decade, the best prospect in a decade. I think that you and I just have a different experience with doing draft coverage heavy for the last two years. Like dog, they weren't the the second. They weren't writing blogs about Tyrese Maxey's potential or Xavier Tillman's potential. Like what I did. You know what I mean? They just didn't have they didn't have the reps at seeing what talent is like we have. And we've dedicated a lot of fucking time to it. So, bro, I'd be happy if I just watch NBA basketball. 
we've just we've just been in the paint. We've been in the mat doing research. So I like when I see shit like that, I'm like, oh, they don't, they don't fucking they don't put in the time in the mat like we did. Second part of that question was not all first round picks are created equal. I, I would uh I I can't agree with that enough. Clearly, you look at Memphis offering four first round picks from Mikhail Bridges, those are all going to be late 20s picks pretty yeah, much with so I, I, I agree completely with that statement. Which realistic trade partner can offer the best pick swap pack for the Blazers if they were to move Dame Dalla? I feel like Philly has to be up there just with the age of their superstars. I think so. I, I think Philly is up there. Um, Milwaukee's giving it to New Orleans. LA's giving it to New Orleans would be two other high ones. If yeah, they, New if, Orleans is a team that if they wanted to go to go in they could they could they, afford they have it, yeah. the they have the players that they have the prospect i mean to me that that's that's the spot that i know you're a pelican fan but and it, it would be kind of weird to see damon cj reunited but new orleans has the best mix of young players and picks that i think make make sense and i'm not even talking about getting zion back in any sort of deal um no. i just really love the the, the wings that the, the pelicans have, and they have those, Marshall, they have those I, picks. I think i think the pelicans have the best realistic pick package if, I just don't see I, the, the, the Pelicans wanting. They saw what happens with Dame and CJ together, so I don't think that they would actively want it. But I, I mean, if we're using long-term lookout, I feel like you got to look at teams with aging stars that are trying to make it work for that one last ride. And I feel like Philly has to be up there. And, but then, you know, like if we get Max, we have to find a legitimate point guard because i don't believe that a shade and sharp tyrese maxi you know team is has enough playmaking so it changes everything but you know like All right so you know. news dropped the blazers are finally getting a, their own g league affiliate we'll be playing games at the university of portland's child center um feel like this is like 10 years too late, but better late than never, I guess, right? Yeah. I wish I was at Portland State, though, for me. But have you ever been to UP's uh, gym? I think a long time ago for our high school graduation. A long oh. time ago. But I, you know, it would be a hop, skip, and a jump for me. So anytime. Yeah, I like, know. It would be great for you. Over, yeah. <laughs> watching the next Jalen Green or Scoot Henderson, like, in person for probably like five dollars i mean i would buy season tickets i'm not gonna front i'm not gonna front. i would buy g league uh, i would be i would buy the g league experience before I, before the nba but i'm a broke bitch so that i mean that <laughs> the price point is going to be a factor so <laughs> all right sage um anything else you wanted to to get to with the the draft lottery 19 days away I really wish that we did the G League thing earlier because there's just like Greg Brown needed time. Keon needed time. There are players that absolutely need time to develop. And we just didn't have this absolutely easy way of developing these young talents. Like, let's that say we always. take a guy that like th that needs extra time with playmaking, especially like we take Mac Maxwell Lewis, who needs reps. I think that th having the G League is a huge tool for him. So I think that it was a failure on our part not doing it when 
98% of the teams did it. Um, but I, I really like the, the lottery is going to be the biggest thing for the Blazers for the next few years. So it's, it's going to be an exciting time, but I don't, I really have nothing else to say except, you know, I think we failed with a very big development tool. What are your, so round one is, I think six of the eight series have been decided, obviously, Warriors, Kings, Lakers, Grizz, game sixes, both Friday night. Uh, Lakers and Warriors have a chance to close out at home. I expect both of those teams to do so. Uh, What are your thoughts on round one? And given the the shakeup, is there a clear front runner for you right now? I I think it has to be Boston since Milwaukee uh, knocked themselves out. So I I think Boston has to be pretty hyped with what happened. I, I'm sure they wish they wrapped it up earlier for that extra rest because Al Horford is also uh, still out. There's there's been no positive updates on Joel Embiid. I don't think he's going to miss the series, but I, I would be so far from the 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 news that we've heard. If he's playing game one or game two, yeah, I I feel like Boston has to feel pretty good. Um, I feel like it's 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 lining up for the Suns and and the uh, the Celtics really. What about you? That's interesting. Um, obviously, I am. I am. I'm stunned that the Milwaukee Bucks lost. Uh, quick, quick, quick side note. Um, just a complete failure on the league's part to schedule four game fives in 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 the same the same day, giving us only two windows t- to showcase those games. NBA TV is not a national. Uh, channel so i think they need to to knock that off you're you own basically turner broadcasting you could use utilize tbs i'm sure reruns of whatever game show that they're playing could have been pushed hell you could have used abc um because espn was showing showing hockey or, or some shit like that like it is such a bad look that you had the the top overall seed the the game's arguably best player in Giannis Antetokounmpo facing elimination and I don't think it got talked about enough heading into that series or even during that series. And it was an instant classic. And it was unfortunate that, that I couldn't watch it. Like, I, I don't get NBA TV. I could watch the, the TNT games, but it was a complete failure. And I go back to it. I was like, there is no way on God's green earth that David Stern is putting Michael Jordan on NBA TV. And that's yeah, essentially buddy, what Adam Silver had. My buddy is like the die the biggest diehard heat fan and he was on a work trip in uh in uh montana and he couldn't watch it because it was on nba tv i'm like you'd miss jimmy butler being him again god damn i i it is a it, it is a complete failure to to not have it on a legitimate broadcast channel so yeah, like, and they they, they failed the Knicks too. The, the Nick, the New York is the biggest media market in, in the league, and they handle business against the Cavs in five. And first time they've made the second round in like a decade, and, and that game's not being broadcast nationally. Like, just complete stubbing of the the feet, not just the toe, the feet by the league. I think Heat Knicks is going to be an absolute bloodbath. I mean, '90s nostalgia is just dripping off of that series. Um, Embiid's health is going to be the key, I think, for the Celtics and, and 76ers. But I do think Boston, I mean, if Boston doesn't make it to the finals, it's a complete failure right now with how it, it's all 
aligning for them. The West is very interesting. I think we're going to get Warriors Lakers, which will be, I think, insane. Um, and you're going to get the Nuggets and Suns. I, I, you said Phoenix that's lining up. I've been underwhelmed by the Suns. I think they've got two extremely good. I think they've got two extremely good players. Chris Paul is looking like a shell of his former self. They have very little depth. I think if Booker or Durant even have subpar, maybe even average games, that they're not going to have a, a great chance at winning. They're going to have to go on the road. I like Denver in that series just because, I, I again, DeAndre Ayton hasn't really been a factor. And then I was noticing on, on Twitter when the Clippers were making that comeback on, on the Suns, Kevin Durant was just kind of standing around and nobody was giving him the basketball. So that's going to be uh, an interesting way how they're, I mean, because he's only, Kevin Durant still only played a handful of games with this Phoenix Phoenix roster. But worry, I, unfortunately, I think it's setting up nicely for the Warriors. They're going to get home court over the Lakers. They've been absolute, you know, nails at home. I think that the whole Draymond thing galvanized them. And obviously they caught a break with Fox injuring his, his finger. I think Phoenix caught a break with Paul George and Kawhi being out. Um. I think it'll be Denver and the Warriors in the West Finals. I think that, that would be a even even Phoenix and Warriors would, would be a, 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 just a super fun. So I don't love just the think about the, uh, the 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 stories of the Suns Warriors too. Yeah, there's KD again. I hope, the, I hope the Kings team. come back and win. I hope the Kings come back and win. I just don't see it, but I I, I think we're I think we're in for some great second round basketball. We're available on iTunes, Stitcher. Himalaya, everywhere that you get your podcast, we are there. We're also available on, I, dude. Stage has to pee. We're wrapping it. Peace. Yeah. All right. We're available on YouTube. If you want to see the full clips of our uh, longer shelf live episodes and check us out on Insta for the, the, the reels. Peace. We're out of here. Oh. Wherever you may be, this is Bill Shinley. Good night, everybody. Let's go!